morning. Amen. I thank him for giving me every breath that I breathed while I was sleeping last night. I thank him for giving me life today. I thank him for giving me eyes that I can see with and ears that I can hear with and a mind that I can understand. I thank him for giving me revelation of who he is. Amen. And uh, John chapter 15 and verse 1, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that he that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. I abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. And one translation of that says, For without me ye cannot do one, th- you can't do one single thing. Amen? We think we can. But truly without him we can do nothing. Amen. And so that, what that leads into is that we need Him to do everything. Amen. If we're going to do God's business, we need God backing us up. And so how do we do that? We abide in Him. We, we spend time with Him. We, we abide in His Word and He abides in us. You know, the emphasis here in this congregation is about hiding the Word of God in our hearts. And so that is how he abides in us. And he abides in us through his spirit indwelling us. Amen. But we still, you know, he, I couldn't have saved myself, but God had to draw me. The Bible says no man comes to him except he draws him. So somehow or another, he had to draw me. It was through his word being planted, but Somebody was praying. Somebody was interceding. I don't know who it was to this day, and it doesn't really matter. But somebody was watering that seed, and it brought forth fruit. Amen. And there came a day that I said, I'm making a decision. I'm, I'm stepping out from where I am, and I'm going to an altar, and I'm, I'm turning in a different direction. I'm going to walk in a new way, leave that old way behind. And so that's what we are here doing today. We're walking in a new way, and we, we can't do it without Him. I can't do this without Him. Amen. And so God is here today, and I know we just got done praying, but I, I feel like we need to pray one more time. Father, we thank You for this day. Father, we thank You for the privilege, Lord, that You have given us life and health and breath in our bodies today, that You have made this day. This is Your day. You have made this day. We will rejoice and be glad in this day, and we're thankful for your word and for your power and for your your spirit in us, Lord. Let your spirit work in us today to bring understanding and revelation and wisdom and knowledge and the knowledge of you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit, every devil, and every demon from hindering us from hearing what you have to say to us today. 
and that you would move among your people today, Lord Jesus. Take us to another place. Take us to a higher level. Allow us, God, to step away from where we are and to move into that next place in you, Father. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And so everybody has one of these sheets, correct? I've got some more up here. Someone else walks in. But we're going to be talking about becoming a spiritual warrior. And actually, we should already be spiritual warriors. But we're going to talk about it. And uh, we're going to get into some details as this month progresses. So, But today is really going to be kind of laying some groundwork and trying to, kind of talking about some basics and, and allowing God to just kind of build us up. The Bible says, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's how you're building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Prayer is important. And that's, that's kind of the key to the, the being a spiritual warrior is prayer. You know, the, the Wisconsin District theme this year is go forth, take action. Now, and it's got a picture of a guy that's, that's casting seed, right? But before that guy could go out there with that bag of seed and start casting that seed, some other stuff had to take place. You can't just walk out now that it's springtime. I've been doing a lot of driving up around the state and seeing all these farm implements out, turning the ground over, getting it ready. There's some things that have to happen. They've got to turn the ground over. They've got to clean some things up. They've got to disc that ground. They've got to get it ready before they can ever throw one seed in there and expect it to grow. I, I've seen them out putting manure on the fields and stuff. And so, you know, you, you smell that before you see it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like going up to Eau Claire, there's a lot of that going on up through 93 up there. But they're preparing the ground. They're putting down the fertilizer. They're making ready for to put the seed in there. Without any knowledge or, or knowing how the weather's going to go this year, if we're going to have a drought or whatever, they're just they're, they're really trusting God. Farmers are, and they're they're preparing the ground, and then they're gonna they're gonna you're gonna see those rows and those furrows where they're gonna have the cedars go through there and and plant that seed, and then then there's gonna be a, a time of waiting, and there's gonna be a time of I believe farmers pray. <laughs> they pray. They pray for the rain. They pray for the sunshine. Even the wind has to blow for, for certain things to happen. You know, the bees have to come around and pollen. All these things have to happen in just the right time and just the right. And, and the, like, for example, corn, it's my understanding, corn has, should be knee-high by the 4th of July, right? And so you want, it, you want it at least because if it's not, then there's some, some things that have happened or haven't happened that have not allowed for that growth process to take place. But we wait and we wait, and it just seems like forever. The next thing you know, it's turning brown and turning white, and they're harvesting the corn. Amen? So a lot goes into bringing forth a harvest. And really, that's kind of the root of this whole idea of becoming a spiritual warrior because we just read in John chapter 15 that without him, we can do nothing. We can't reach one soul in this city, not one, without him. Amen. Amen. We read in the Bible about some sons of Sceva that tried to, to, they tried to deal with the devil 
without without the spirit and power of God in their life. <laughs> and and the devil said, Paul we know, and Jesus we know. And why did he say that? This is the same devil that that in the, that was in the man that, that was in the 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 graveyard that was they tried to chain him and he, they couldn't chain him and when Jesus showed up on the shore he hadn't even stepped out of the boat all the way yet and this guy comes running up and why have you come here before my time to torment me? So the devil recognizes who Jesus is. And and the devil recognized who Paul was. Why? Because Jesus was living inside of Paul. So it's important that we have God's Spirit dwelling in us. The devil recognizes that. So the devil says to these boys, but who are you? We have no, you're just some, you're just a human being. You have no, what they were saying, what the devil was saying to these boys, you don't have any authority. You don't have any authority to just throw the name of Jesus out there and just use it at your, you don't have any authority to do that. That's what the devil was saying. I recognize that authority. I recognize that authority, but you don't have any authority. And the Bible says that he ran them off naked. Right? That's what the Bible says. Amen? So we, we don't have it within us to deal with the devil on our own. Okay? Because something happened. Well, I'm going to get into my, my scripture first. We're going to read this. Um, Matthew 16, 13 through 19, this is really going to be kind of the key scripture for this whole entire month. So, uh, you know, as Brother Parker always says, this you have the entire lesson before you. There's nothing stopping you from, from going through this and studying it for yourself and then letting the Lord add to you as each week goes by. Amen. Building. you got to build yourself up. Amen. If I sign up for a college class and I don't read the required reading materials and do the homework... At the end of the semester, and when I have to take a final, I'm not going to pass. If I do, it'll be by you know, sheer luck. Amen. So, you know, it's up to us. It behooves us to know what this book says. I'll never forget when I first got in church, my first pastor, one of the first messages he got up and he said, don't believe everything I tell you from this pulpit. <laughs> my wife like, what? What's he saying? But but he followed up with that, and he said, you go home, and you open your Bible, and you check it out for yourself, and you make sure what I'm telling you is right. And it was a good challenge that he gave me, because it, it prompted me to start reading my Bible. Amen. And it, you will get a hunger for this. Uh, my struggle with preparing for lessons like this is I get, anybody ever gone on a rabbit trail before? I get into studying for this. And I start heading off on all these little rabbit trails. I see stuff. It's like, wow, that would be a good one. And I, I oh, well, wait, I got to get back over here and study this. And it, I love what the Bible is so full of stuff. I mean, I don't know, stuff is kind of a general term, but it's full of, of wisdom and things that just will blow your mind if you'll just take the time to, to study it. Matthew 16, verse 13 says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? 
And Simon Peter saith, answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Some things are only going to come by the revelation of, of the one true God. I'll never forget the day that I, that I saw who Jesus was. I saw the oneness. I saw the necessity of water baptism and then filling up. I saw it. It was like the light came on. And that's what happened here. Jesus was wanting to see where they were. And he saw that the light came on and he told them, flesh and blood, hadn't re- you, you haven't studied this out to find it out. God opened your eyes. He revealed it to you. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, upon this revelation, upon this great revelation that you've just received. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Amplified Bible, uh, Matthew 16, verse 17 through 19 says, then Jesus answered him, blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh, flesh and blood, men, have not revealed this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, Greek, Petros, a large piece of rock, and on this rock, Greek, Petra, a huge rock like Gibraltar, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal region, shall not overpower it, or be strong to its detriment, or hold it old out against it in verse 19 i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind or declare to be improper or unlawful on the earth must be what is already bound in heaven and whatever you loose declare on declare lawful on the earth must be what is already loosed in heaven so we're dealing with a god here that knows the end from the beginning and so for him to get to where we are today, right now, he's all the way down at the end already. He's down there waiting. So he has to back all the way up down here to where we are to come to the day we're at to help us and to deal with us and to talk to us. And so he knows the end from the beginning. And so that's why this, I like this translation. It says whatever, whatever's going to be loosed has already got to be loosed in heaven. He's already loosed it. He's just waiting for us to speak it. Father, I loose that. That spirit that has that person bound up. I, I bind that spirit that has that person blinded and has their eyes darkened. He's already done it in his mind. He's just waiting for us to speak it out. Because he needs the human involvement. That's why he was training these men up. You know, God could just save everybody if he wanted to. But he's not going to do that. He needs the human element. Amen. We send our armies overseas to fight battles to keep this country free. It's not going to stay free just because we will it so. Somebody's got to step up and say, I'll sign up. I'll join the military. I'll join the Marine Corps. I'll join the Air Force. I'll go fight for freedom. Amen. And somebody's got to die. Somebody's got to get hurt. We've got those, those in the natural, we've got to do that to maintain our freedom. So why does it, it doesn't make any sense not to do that in the spiritual. And so those things that, that need to be bound, we need to bind them and we need to loose them. It says right there, 
that it's already it's already done. You know, we say Jesus has already won the victory. That's right. But he's waiting for us to step out. If Jesus has already won, why, why do we have to have preachers that have to walk up and lay hands on somebody to heal them? Because he's waiting for us to exercise this faith and this power, this authority that he's put in us. Because we are his soldiers. Did you know that? You signed up. <laughs> when you came to the altar and got the Holy Ghost, I'm sorry if you didn't know it. You signed up. You joined the army. Sorry. The Bible doesn't say anything about our Air Force, Marine Corps, Navy. I know, I know, I know. You're in the Lord's army. Okay, just deal with it. I couldn't wait to get to that part. <laughs> but we are. We are his soldiers. And if you look back in the book, in the Old Testament, every battle that Israel had to fight, they had to go physically fight. God didn't just, well, just give them the land. They had to fight to get across the Red Sea. They had to go through some struggles. They had to struggle with some stuff. He wasn't just going to hand it to them. Why? Because if you just keep handing somebody fish, they're never going to learn how to feed themselves. You've got to teach a man to fish so he can feed himself. And so God's not going to hand it to us. We are the human element. We are, the, we are the, his ambassadors. And so before God created, even created us, before he even thought of creating, well, I'm sure he had already thought of it because he already he's the end from the beginning. There was already a battle going on in heaven. And there was this angel called Lucifer. And he was gonna he was gonna usurp the Almighty God that had created him, and he was he said, I'm gonna be I'm gonna elevate myself. And I'm gonna be in charge, and I'm gonna be like God. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna be God. And he was one of God's created beings. And so what happened to him? Luke 10 and 18 said, And he, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Satan still has power on the earth today. Okay? He has the power to deceive. He has, he has exercised his power over God's created beings in every, in the very from the very beginning and continues to this day. And so we, we have to recognize and understand that. You see, when Adam and Eve, in the, when they fell in the garden, before they fell, what did they have? They, they had dominion and authority over everything, that every creature on the earth. God gave them dominion over the earth to subdue it and, and to increase and multiply and do all these things and so when the enemy came in the subtle enemy he's still subtle he's still a liar today he's still a deceiver today this is again why it's so important that we know god's word because when things come at us in our life if you don't have enough of that word in you to filter out what's happening and go wait a minute that doesn't line up with the word that's not of god if we don't have that filter he's going to deceive us just like he did eve and so what happened when they, were, when they were cast from the garden? They lost that authority. Well, it went to Satan. You know, the Bible says that he is the God of this world. 
Um, can you put up Revelation chapter 12, verse 7? And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels, and he prevailed not. Neither was there place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And so he... Because of what happened with Adam and Eve, he was given that dominion and authority in the earth. He's the God of this world, the Bible says. The Bible said, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that should believe. So if people out there outside this building today are blinded, it's because of him. And so it's a spiritual thing that's happening in their life, is it not? And so if, if they are spiritually blinded, Are we going to be able to take those blinders off of them in any other way except in a spiritual way? No. The way that the blinders came off of the eyes of Saul when he was on his way to Tarsus was that there was a supernatural incident that took place. Jesus himself came down in the Spirit and blinded him. And he went through that whole thing. And at the end of it, when, when Ananias came to baptizing, the Bible says that scales, as it were, fell from his eyes. It was only through a supernatural event that our eyes were opened. You know, I can go find somebody and I can sit down and teach them. About, and we've done this. My wife and I have done this not here in Kentucky. And we've spent all this time teaching a home Bible study. And it just like... It was just like hitting the glass and falling down. It was just like wasn't going anywhere. And it didn't dawn on us until after a while that their, their eyes weren't open. They were hearing what we were saying, but spiritually they were still blind. And so we realized we got to pray. We got we to gotta go out there and prepare that soil. And so we kind of backed away. And as we prayed about it, began to pray and intercede for them and for God to move in their life, when we went back to that, Things started changing, and you could see. You can see when somebody's, like you talked about that, that young lady that sat in that Bible study. said, I see it, I see it, I see it. You'll, you'll see that. You'll notice, you'll recognize when their eyes are open and when they start seeing stuff. And so it's a battle that we're fighting, and it's all about dominion and authority. The devil has dominion and authority on the earth for a time. You know, he tried to give Jesus, when he was trying to tempt him in the, in the wilderness those 40 days, he tried to give him all the kingdoms of this world. And we read that and we go, well, how could he do that? Well, because he has control of them right now. And why did Jesus say, no, no, no? Because he said, what he was saying was, your control over these kingdoms is temporary. You can't give them back. They already belong to me in the future. So you, I'm not going to take your temporary gift because it's not yours forever. There's going to come a day you're going to be cast into the pit, and all this is going to be mine anyway. And besides that, we needed him to go to the cross, didn't we? Amen. So he was trying to get him to not have not do that. We needed that today. So Satan gained dominion and authority, and Adam and Eve relinquished it. And so... What are we? We are that invasion force. We're here to take it back. 
You know, when, when he went to glory, they, he said, all power and authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. And then he turned around and said, you're going to go forth, go forth and do greater things than I did. Because I go to my Father. And so when we received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we were, we were entered into the military. We were made deputies. We, we were given his authority and power to operate on this earth. We were made soldiers in his army. And it says in Luke 4, verse 5 through 7, that the devil taking him up to a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all, these, all this power or all this authority will I give thee in, in the glory of them, for that it is delivered unto me, and, and whomsoever I will, I give it. So he, you know, the Bible's acknowledging that it belongs to him. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And that's really what's going on out there in this, in the, in this, in this world around us. They're worshiping the things that the enemy is, is offering to them. Because we're going to worship somebody. You know, Bob Dylan sang a song, you're going to have to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. And so we're serving somebody today. They're out there, those lost souls that are in jail or wherever they are today, if they're not in here, they're serving somebody, whether they realize it or not. And if they're blinded by the enemy, they're probably serving him. And, you know, I can remember when I was in the world, when I was on that side of this great gulf, I, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. I wasn't murdering people. I wasn't stealing from people. I wasn't doing any bad things. Just drinking a little bit. And I didn't see anything wrong with it. And none of us that did those things did. Until we got to that place where God regenerated us. And we entered into his service. And so Satan, as I said earlier, he didn't want to be like God. He wanted to be God. And so that same enemy that made the offers to the Lord for the power and authority, he's making those same offers to us. And so as we entered into him, as he entered into us, because we abide in him and he abides in us, as we entered into that relationship, because when you join the military, it's a relationship that you have. You, you sign a contract that says, I belong to the military, and whatever they ask me to do, I'm going to do it. Amen. We had a message on at conference about you're a rifleman first. We're soldiers first. We're soul winners first. But before he, and we read this in Matthew 16, before he ever asked us to go forth and preach the gospel, he told us, you're going to have to deal with the gates of hell. Now, the, the funny thing about gates, you know, when you, when you think of an ancient city that like Jericho, where there's walls around the city, the walls were usually th as thick as a two-lane road because they would run chariots around the top of it. Like two ro two lanes of chariots, and so the, you weren't going to get through the walls. But usually there was gates because there had to be an entry and exit point. And sometimes there was more than one set of gates. If you read about the that great city, there's twelve gates, but the gates were the weak point. And so that scripture says, "And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God." Now, if you think about gates, gates are, they're stationary, right? 
that gates are not movable. And so if, you, if you're talking about some gates, you're talking about something stationary, you're talking about a defensive object. Because when, when an army attacks a city, they're going to go for the gates. And so that's where they defend, is the gates. And so the gates of hell shall not prevail. So we are the defensive force. We're not, or I'm sorry, we are the offensive force. We're not the defensive side of the equation. We're on offense. And so the gates of hell aren't going to prevail because why? Because we are the church of the living God. We have this power and this great authority of Almighty God in Jesus Christ that dwells in us. And so we have that authority over the prince of darkness of this city. We, had, we, don't have, the, we have the authority to command devils to come out of people. If you, go, if you go through the New Testament and you look at every situation, nearly every situation where Jesus healed somebody or cast out a demon, he wasn't nice about it. He didn't say, would you please come out of him? You know, we don't deal with the devil that way. Jesus, he might not have screamed and hollered at him, but he just said, come out of him. And Jesus, he just said, come out of him. And they had to leave because of the authority and power that that was resident in him as the son of God. And so we have that same power and authority to command devils to come out of people. We have that same power and authority to speak to a sickness and tell it to leave in Jesus' name. And so we need to recognize that that we have that authority. We are that offensive force. When we are pursuing, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, when we are pursuing the enemy, we are, they are on the defensive. We are on the offensive. And when we realize who it is that we are and what it is that we have, Great things are going to happen. Amen? Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It seems like that sometimes, doesn't it? Because we deal with people all day long. And so when you start dealing with somebody that's just just cross with you about everything and just all these things, you have to remember in your mind that this scripture, we, we're not dealing with flesh and blood. It's not them that's doing it. But we, we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so there, is a, there are demons and spirits and principalities that are over governments. Wherever you have a government, in the natural, we have, you have a state government, a city government, a mayor. You've got principalities and powers that Satan has dispatched, and they rule over those cities. And so we, these are the things that we're dealing with. Second Corinthians 4 and 4 says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen? And so we're dealing with kingdoms here. What is a kingdom? If you break that word down, it's two words, king, dominion. So a kingdom is the dominion of a king. And when you have a dominion like a city or a state, there can only be one. We don't have two presidents. We only have one. There's only one king of, of uh, Saudi Arabia. There's not two. So there only can be one king. There can, and, there, and we're dealing with dominions fighting against each other. Because in the spirit realm, 
there, there's still a battle going on. If you read about Daniel, Daniel prayed for, and fasted for 21 days. Amen? And the, the angel came to him, Gabriel came to him and said, Your answer, the, the answer came 20, 21 days ago. It just took me a while to get here because I was dealing with the prince of Persia. Amen. And so as they dealt with the prince of Persia, then the prince of Grecia was coming up. And so they, there's principalities and powers that we deal with. Amen. And so we've got to understand that we're not just doing this in the flesh. We just read that in Ephesians 6. We're, it's not what we do in the flesh. We got, we've got battles that we have to, to take care of in the spirit. Amen. And before we can ever teach a Bible study, before we can ever reach anybody, We've got to go out like these farmers, and we've got to again begin to plow the ground in prayer. Amen. I've been sitting in my little house over there on the south side praying, praying these prayers, binding and loosing and doing all this stuff for, since I've been here. And just yesterday, this neighbor of mine just walked over, and we just started talking. And next thing I know, he's inviting himself to church. I didn't do that. I didn't invite him. He invited himself. Why is that? God is answering in his time. I, I mean, I've been just about begging God for a Bible study, Brother Parker. I want one bad. You know, I want, I want three, or, three or four couples in my house. I want God to begin to send them. But he's got to work on their hearts first. And so I, the plowing is going to continue. As I see these results start coming up, I, I'm just going to turn it up. Because I know that God's working. God is moving. God is, he's taking the blinders off of the eyes of people. You know, they were there, they were where I was in that state where they, they think everything's fine to have, you know, and to do these things in, in their religious way. And, but God was able to, to open these blind eyes. He can open their blind eyes. And so I'm going to continue that. And so we're dealing with principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. And just like those sons of Sceva, if you don't approach the devil with some authority, you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere. Amen. And and on top of that, we've got to make sure that there's there's not anything in our life that's given room to the enemy to come in and 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 hinder us. You know, the Bible talks about unforgiveness and all these kind of things. We can't be harboring anything in our spirit, anything in our life. We can't be harboring any bitterness or ill toward anybody, saint or sinner. We got to get all that stuff dealt with because all that is is an area where the devil can come in and and hinder us from praying and hinder us from being effective in the kingdom. Okay, and so we've got to deal with those things. There's so much that is involved here for the souls of men and women in this city, and so he is counting on us, his his army, to be ready to go to battle. You know, Israel when they those armies that they had, those 12 tribes, they had to be prepared all the time to go to battle. And they, they, couldn't, they couldn't just get out of it. But when they went by the command of the Lord, they had the victory every time. Every time that they tried to go on their own, what happened? They got defeated. Amen? So it's not going to happen without a battle. All the way back to Abraham when his when his... Nephew Lot got, and all his family got taken and put and taken into captivity. What did he do? He had trained servants in his house, and he didn't have very many. But he not only were his servants trained to be servants, but they were trained to do battle. And he took his servants, and they went and they they got them back. 
They set him free. They defeated that military, that force that had taken his family. And so if that has to happen in the natural, we definitely have to have that in the spiritual. Amen? Amen. You know, I don't know how God's going to save my lost loved ones in Louisville, Kentucky, that are so devout Catholic it's not even funny. And I was there. I, I know. I, I was there. So I'm not, I'm not condemning them for being that. Thank God I had that foundation in my life that God could build upon. But the, I see how they're lost, and I, I don't know what else to do. I've tried to talk to them, Brother Terry, but it's just like it's throwing, you know, jello against the wall. It just slides down. And so what I have done is I've decided I'm just going to keep calling their name out in prayer because I can't save them anyway. Only God can save them. All I can do is, is intercede and travail for them. All I can do is send them up before God and, let, and, tell, and ask God to send somebody in their path. They won't listen to me. He can send somebody that has a love for truth, that has a love for souls, to begin to share the love of Jesus Christ in their life. He knows what he's doing, but he still needs me. He still needs us on this earth. He's not going to do it without us. So we're dealing with the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Amen? Let's see. So, kind of getting over to the lesson a little bit. Um, it talks there about in Acts 1 and 8 about uh, that he said that we would be witnesses unto him. Amen? And that, and once again, that entails not just the witnessing part, but that entails all the facets of being a soldier in his army, the prayer and the fasting. You know, when you have somebody in your home for a Bible study, it's a real good idea to pray before you do that so that you get all that mess out of the way. Because the enemy's not, he's not going to just let you do that. He's going to fight against you. Anybody ever experienced that? He's going to come against you with sickness. He's going to come against you with all kinds of things. And so it, that word witnesses says that in, is translated martyrs. So we, we didn't realize the Bible in the New Testament, every single person that did that God, many, most of them were martyred. They rejoiced that they had been beaten for the, for the, you know, and we've got to do that same thing. This world is looking for something that is real. Amen. We we were having a discussion back in the office. There's so many people that, that, like this guy yesterday, was talking about where he currently goes to church. It's so boring and this and that. And, and people, are, people are searching. They're looking for something. And we've got to be there. We've got to be prepared. We've got to have that ground. We've got to have all that stuff done. I, you know, if I hadn't been praying all those prayers, I probably wouldn't have talked to that guy yesterday. And who knows what else God is doing, how he's working. I got an older couple across the street that's already talked about they want to have us over for dinner. Because they just, I don't know what it is, they just feel drawn to us. And I believe that's going to be an open door and opportunity. And they're very devout in whatever it is that, that they practice right now. But I believe God's going to take that to another level with them as well. And so it has to be, all these things have to be done in preparation. We've got to be in, in that kind of that mindset of being in battle, okay? We're not just coasting along until Jesus comes, amen? If you're a member of a military and you don't go to, if you, if you don't go to in there and fight, 
They have a name for that. If you're a coward and you don't want to get in the middle of the fight, God has called us to be in the midst of the fight. Amen? I don't know about you, but I want to fill this place up. And it's not just going to happen. He's not just going to start sending them in the door. I'd like that. (laughs) But he expects us to do some things to bring that to pass. He expects us, like the farmers, he expects us to plow the ground. He expects us to, to be prepared for battle. Amen. we got to know this word. Amen. If this gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded their minds. We've got this God of this world to deal with. And it's not, it's not going to go away. Amen. Psalm 79.11 says, Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. Now think about that for a minute. There are souls in this world right now, they are appointed to die. Unless God can intervene in their life. We were appointed to die. Psalm 79, 11. Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. And I, when I read this, I thought, wow. There are people out there that are sighing and crying because they're, they're lost. And they don't know what to do in their life. They don't know where to go. They don't know how to get out of the mess that they're in. They might be an alcoholic. They might be on drugs. And and I know people personally that have told me stories and testimonies of how they got to a place where in the midst of their, their mess, they were saying, God, if you're there, I don't even know what your name is, but if you're there, do something in my life. There's people out there like that right now that are sighing and crying, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They don't know where to go. And, th- and God hears that. And if you multiply that times every person that's doing that in this world, can you imagine that what he hears? And I thought about this, and I, and I thought, man, let me hear what God hears. Let that be the thing that prompts me to, to get involved in the battle as a soldier, not to just sit back and wait for somebody else to do it. You know, he, before he called us to be soul winners, he called us to be prayers. Amen? It's like that rifleman. But you, whatever your MOS is, whatever your AFSC, whatever your job is in the military, you might be, uh, you know, an electrician or whatever, but your first purpose in that, in that military is to be a fighter. Amen. And so we've got to we've got to have that urgency like this scripture said in Psalms 102 verse 19 it says for he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary from heaven did the Lord behold the earth. Amen. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. And he's been observing this for for eons and centuries since the beginning of time. To hear the groaning of the prisoner To loose those that are appointed to death. Now think about that for a minute. There are people in this city that are appointed to die spiritually. And we sit here 
and do nothing? And say, oh, God, save them. You know, we might as well just be throwing rocks at the devil. Not taking it serious. We've got to take this serious. We've got to take this serious. Amen. God's calling us to come up higher. Amen. I don't I don't want to stagnate. I don't want to stay where I am. Do you? I know this is just laying the groundwork, but but God has given us weapons. Bible says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You can't defeat the devil with carnal weapons. We can't defeat the devil with our mind. We can't we can't talk somebody into being saved. You might teach them a good Bible study, but if they're blind, they're not going to hear a word you're saying or they're going to go, "Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good." Yeah, but they're not going to anybody ever experienced that where it's just like it's they're hearing you but they're not hearing you? There's a darkness on their mind. Okay, and you're not going to reach up there with your hand and strip that darkness away. It's going to come by prayer. And so he's asking us to be warriors. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. That word strongholds, if you study it out, it talks about mindsets. There's people that have mindsets that are strongholds in their life. And you're not going to get past their mindset just by trying to talk them out of it. You're just going to end up in an argument. But if you take that person before God, if you begin to, to cry tears and you begin to intercede and travail like somebody giving birth. Now, I've exp- I watched both of my sons being born. So I know what travail looks like in birth. And we understand that in the natural, that birth has to, for, in order for birth to happen, right, there has to be travail, right? Am I right? In the natural, that, that has to be. There has to be some pain. There has to be some struggle. There has to be some pushing. There has to be some things going on, some tears cried and, and some pain, even from my side of the table. I felt that pain. To, to a degree, I, 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 I wanted to just do something, and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't help her until the baby came out. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, you know, and I just... But we understand that travail. And so if it takes that in the natural, you know, God does things and shows us things in the natural that need to happen in the spiritual. And so if we're going to bring forth babies into this world, into this church, it's going to take travail. It's going to take that level of prayer. Amen. Are we, if he's hearing the crying and the sighing, and I know that's breaking God's heart. To know that his creation is just turning from him. And, and he wishes, you know, he would that all men might be saved. Amen. But he gave us a choice. Amen. And so he, he sent his disciples and they, they didn't just start walking up to people's doors and teaching Bible studies. They had a prayer meeting to start this church. <laughs> it took a prayer meeting to, to birth the church. And it's going to take prayer to birth more souls into the kingdom. And we are soldiers in the Lord's army. We are an offensive force, not defensive. Many in the church today, sad to say, are, are kind of anemic. They're just kind of just coming and going. And, you know, we might hear, okay, chink, I'm, I'm gone until next time. I was the other day. 
I mean, I did. I, I could listen to the radio. I have me. So I spent that in almost four hours just talking to drive. Amen. But was I just, it was just me and Jesus having a good time together? No. I was interceding and travailing for this city. I was, as I was going through those cities that along the way, I was praying for those cities. I don't know who's there. But I want my prayer to make a difference. I don't want to just drive along and, and not, not realize that I, I'm, when you're in the, in the military, my time, you're right, it just flies. When you're in the military, you're full time. Right? We're not part-timers here. We're full-timers in the kingdom. So we're going to pick this up next week. We're going to get into a little more detail about battles and things like that, as you can see on your lesson. So I encourage you to study that, maybe even have questions. And God is going to take us to a higher place this month of April. Appreciate you all listening and uh, hearing what God had to say today. Let's take a break. Come back here at 1030, ready to worship.